Have you ever been told at some point in your life that you are not good enough, smart enough, strong enough, rich enough, or any reason really? This podcast is meant to teach, motivate, and inspire you to never lose sight of what your true passion is and to always believe that you are far more capable than you think. Welcome to the Why Not Me podcast with your host, David Lawrence. Each week, we'll bring to you a guest with that similar background that they've been told at some point that they couldn't succeed or was smart enough or rich enough or where they came from. We hope that this podcast will inspire you and lead you and motivate you to discover your purpose, passion, and drive. Sit back and relax as our guest brings you a very special story each and every week. My vision board is in my garage. I kept I, I, I shipped my Jeep uh, from, from Hawaii to, to North Carolina. I kept my Hawaiian plate. Um, I had to remove it now, uh, and I know that I I bring them back to my Jeep in 10 years, and that's my vision board. That's mm. my advice to everyone. Visualize that. Some people write it down. Some people make a picture. My vision board is my license plate, uh, and uh, that's still in my garage, and um, it stays there until I'm back. Welcome back to the Why Not Me podcast with David Pohorance. Today we have a special guest. Actually, he is my general manager at Anytime Fitness in Indian Land, South Carolina, and Wesley Chapel, uh, North Carolina. I want to introduce you to Marco Heifkin. I'll let Marco tell you a little bit about his background, but Marco has a wide variety of fitness and professional background coming from Germany, Hawaii, to the United States. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Marco Heifkin. Marco, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me there. Oh, awesome. So we're excited to have you on because uh, you're you're our first guest also, but also uh, you have an interesting background coming to us from way of Germany to Hawaii. So tell us tell us a little bit about your background and what you what you did and uh, while you were over in Germany and how that transitioned over into Hawaii. Yeah, David, as you mentioned, um, I'm born and raised in Germany. I'm uh, 50 years old, meanwhile, and um, I'm in the fitness industry since my whole life. Um, I started my career as a, I would say, say my professional basketball player. Um, I played um, my whole life basketball and um, I joined the army with 19 after my uh, college uh, um, career, uh, because at that time it was mandatory in Germany to join the army. And I played in the army national team. Um, it's not super excited. So uh, the level in, in, in the basketball um, at that time was maybe second division level for American. Gotcha. So you cannot really make a lot of money with that. It's, it's more a fun thing. Um, and I, I was always into sports. And uh, of course, I, I said, OK, I have to study sports. And uh, I studied that in Germany in a big university. And my title is um, I'm a master in sports science. And um, so my past um, was really always in, 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 in this industry. And I decided to work in that industry. And uh, during my, my, my university time, I worked in the gym. That was in the beginning of the 90s. Uh, and basically, I worked there to, to cover my costs. And um, uh, because my parents are really not very rich, my dad is a normal, regular worker. Um, he's a car mechanic, so we were really not really well situated financial, so I had to take care of myself. Um, mm -hmm. And I worked in the fitness industry and I loved it. And um, uh, I didn't finish my degrees and I was um, general manager in that gym. 
And three years later, I owned that gym. Um, and then a couple of two years later, uh, I owned a second gym. And then I got uh, into that uh, field of professional athletic trainer. So I was uh, for a while head athletic coach for German professional first Bundesliga players. That right. was a great experience. Um, and um, I had really a great life, um, but um, it's, it's time consuming. So if you work in our industry and you're self-employed, I mean, you're self yourself blood too it, it's you're there 24 7 and um yeah after a while i got really burned out and um i always try to travel to to nice destinations and um i traveled to hawaii a couple of times and um yeah after a while i i, I finally made the decision to change my life completely and to to sell everything in europe uh to move to hawaii i got accepted i have a green card um changed my life, worked in Hawaii, not in the fitness industry. I want to get out of that fitness industry. I, I worked for myself right. as an independent personal trainer. Um, yeah. And then my private life changed a little bit. So my, my wife left me um, and uh, I, I had another challenge. And so I left paradise to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, that is last year ago. And um, yeah. And I, I decided to go back to the fitness industry. And here I am, uh, your general manager. And uh, yeah, it's a great story. So basically, um, I had to start two or three times in my life from scratch. And uh, yeah. So your background is, is quite interesting. You know, when you talk about Germany and having coached the German soccer players and playing yourself professional basketball, tell, tell us a little bit more about like that experience and kind of what led you to that path really of is this something where there former players in your family that played professional basketball, professional soccer? What kind of let you led you to that first when you when you first got involved with that? So basically, um, my family was always um, very interested in sports, and um, my 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 two brothers. So I have two siblings. They play uh, volleyball. Um, that was not my sport. So I basically I started with the age of six or seven with soccer, as almost everyone in Germany. And basketball, that wasn't really popular. And um, at a certain time at 12, my mom says, hey, you have to pick um, one of those. So you cannot do both because she, she said school is super important. And uh, um, so you have to pick one. And I, I, at that time, I, my passion was for basketball. So I, I picked that, that route. I mean, um, if I look backwards, Financial wise, I would be better situated to be uh, to pick the other one uh, the other way as a soccer player. I'm pretty sure I could have played with my athletic background in the first or second division in Germany, and um, it's well better paid uh, than basketball. Um, but um, the basketball education was really good for my development as a coach because um, I played in the 80s in the 90s. And we did a lot of athletic training, uh, hit training, um, basically all these things, functional training. These are now returning to, to the customers in the fitness industry. So I did it my whole life. Uh, and that helps me really um, getting a great personal trainer um, in my later career. And I stopped my career basically with 23, 24 because mm -hmm. of financial reasons. Um, and I said, okay, I need, to, I need to focus on the fitness industry. Uh, and that was the right decision. Um, speaking of my experience as an athletic coach for soccer players, 
this was a great experience because um, same leg like in the United States, right. professional sports is, uh, is a great experience. You have all the tools. It was really a great time. Um, we worked out, um, I mean, I worked out with really famous people um, and that was really nice. Um, but not everything is, is always shiny and golden because um, those professional players are really millionaires. And right. sometimes they, they act like millionaires and uh, they treat you um, as a little coach, maybe not very well. And uh, they show you that they are the superstars. Um, that was one of the bad decisions. So if you, I, I, won't, I don't want to miss that experience, but I would like to work out. Uh, I, pre I prefer to work out with, with young people um, and um, maybe not real professionals, maybe semi-professional players because they are hungry. They want to learn. Um, this is better in my understanding. So I, this is just what I have from my experience. Yeah. Right. And in, and in Germany with the, when you were with those professional players, what, like, what was the, for you, like that, that tipping point where you said, you know, like this, I, this is not the direction. And I, you, you say, you know, you jumped into fitness, but was it just a realization that that, that wasn't where your passion was and you really wanted to um, teach your skills that you learn from a fitness perspective and go that route instead of pursue pursuing a career in the in the professional environment in Germany or um, what what do you think about that? Well, I think first of all, a lot of people they think, hey, you work uh, for a professional team. It doesn't matter if it's uh, in Germany or in the United States. It's it's a dream job. It is a job like every other job, and it's not that well paid as an athletic coach as a lot of people think. This was one of the most important things. So the players and the, co the head coaches are the ones who are in, in, in focus. They are really good paid. And the athletic coaches, the fitness coaches is second row. So this is one thing. It, it eats up a lot of time. Um, and I think everybody has to has a dream to be a little bit famous in sports. And I, I thought maybe that's, that's maybe a pass to be a little bit famous. But I realized very quick that's not happening as an athletic coach. Uh, everybody wants to see the superstars, the players, the head coaches, and not the assistant or the the, the athletic coaches. So this was um, my turning point to say, hey, go back to the fitness industry. It doesn't help you really much here. And the second thing is, it's it's a kind of, um, you know, uh, if the head coach gets fired from from a team, which which happens super often, if he's not successful, um, you always you're always into fear to lose your job too, because every head coach brings five or six coaches. And that was in the, in, in 2000, the same, like now it's the same in America. They prefer right. their own, their own coaches. So basically if, uh, if they fire the head coach, uh, every other coach gets fired too, and then you lose your job. So this is, um, it's, it's not really nice. Um, and a right. lot of people, they don't understand that. So that, so that instability really of, potentially always kind of having the back of your mind of losing your, your job and having to re, you know, reapply yourself somewhere else, whether it be in Germany or in the United States, that, that sounds like that played a role in, in part of your decision of, of wanting something a little more stabilized. And so you jumped into your own career. Let's fast forward to that part over in Germany where you started your, your, your gym over there. What was that experience like in comparison to, um, Hawaii and now over in, in the United States in Charlotte? I mean, uh, I started um, my first business in 2002. 
uh, and the second one in 2004. And that was basically the golden time of fitness in the fitness industry. I worked in the gyms from, from the beginning of the 90s. And in that time, fitness and the fitness industry was booming uh, worldwide in the United States, in Europe. Everybody joined the gym. Um, the pricing was really correct. Um, so in that times we had, uh, you had to pay a hundred euros for a membership. That's around $110. That was basically that what people pay for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that was a great time. And, um, uh, it's not all about money. I, I do it because I like it, but money is, is super important for business, um, decisions too. And then, uh, 2008, 2009, the first discounters came up. Um, discounter means uh, they offer fitness for 20 euros, for 15 euros, for 10 euros. It got cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. And the quality, um, of course, the quality is, is, is not there anymore because um, they couldn't afford the great coaches. And I'm, I'm very old school. I'm very good educated. And for me, uh, coaching, um, teaching and fitness, really good fitness is, is high quality. I'm very good educated and you have to pay good top dollars for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I really saw in, 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 in Germany. And I think it's the same like here in the United States. So you have the market is getting, it's getting divided. So really very exclusive gyms uh, versus very cheap gyms. Um, so that's, that's what I really didn't like. And I, that was maybe, one of the main reasons why is I said, okay, I sell everything. I, I'm done with this because uh, people, um, they, they just want to discuss about the pricing. And if you are high priced, they said, no, I cannot afford it. I don't want to pay that. Right. So um, that's the reason why I said, okay, focus on yourself, um, target yourself somewhere else um, as a personal trainer. Um, and uh, I moved to Hawaii um, to a vacation paradise. Um, and there are so many rich American and, and, and not only American people, but uh, uh, mm -hmm. so many rich people in Hawaii, uh, they could afford to live there and they, they couldn't afford to have a personal trainer. And this was my target group. And that was really the best decision of my life to say, hey, um, double up the price, focus for those people. Um, I mean, you have to deliver, you have to do a great job, um, but uh, they pay you really well. And that was a great decision. So what, what made you choose Hawaii versus just coming directly over to the U.S. from Germany? Um, I fall in love to Hawaii. I, I was there on vacation. And I mean, for a European, Hawaii is 24 hours away. It's so exotic. It's so gorgeous. And even for you Americans, Hawaii is so far away. I mean, you live in the East Coast. It's still a 10-hour flight. Right. Um, for me, Hawaii was, I fall in love to Hawaii. Um, I'm, I'm born in the 70s and the... Uh, my, my turning point, don't get me wrong, it was Magnum P.I. And I love Tom Sally cruising around. That was the first series in the 80s in Germany. Mm. I said, wow, this is gorgeous. Yeah. Right. And, and Hawaii, Hawaii is, is it's, I, I miss it. I miss it every day. I miss the flair. I miss the temperature, um, the feeling. So that's the reason why I decided to Hawaii. Because the mainland, um, I mean, we call it the United States. If you live in Hawaii, we call the United States the mainland. A lot of people don't know that um, the people, the main life is, is similar to Europe. And I, 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 at that time, I want to change my life and I didn't want to have uh, another copy of Europe um, living in, in that towns here. Yeah. 
So that's the reason why I decided for Hawaii. So when your time in Hawaii, what, what was your what were your roles in your company there? How did it differ from Germany? And then what is your role? How does that change day to day here? So basically, my first experience in Hawaii was I was hired as a general manager for a gym in Honolulu. Um, they had two gyms there. was a great opportunity. And um, I said, okay, good. Um, I have my fixed income. And that was my bad, my worst decision. So that owner, he didn't come clear with me and he didn't come up with numbers. So basically, he couldn't pay me anymore uh, after two months. And so I had to leave. That was my really a really bad decision about moving from Europe, the safe Germany to America. And after two months, they didn't pay you anymore. And I said, wow, where are you here? This crazy country. And that was the turning point. I said, I'm not working in the fitness industry anymore. I create my own LLC. Uh, I look for my clients. It takes a while, um, but uh, that's a better decision. So that's what I did after that. Um, um, but living in Hawaii is super expensive. You have to have two jobs. So in addition to that, I had a couple of clients. I worked as a manager for a rental company. So I really worked all day long. Um, and I was back again in these, in these trap, uh, working weekends, working all day. I lived basically in Hawaii and I, I never could really enjoy Hawaii. Um, right. And I, I have now um, way more quality of life. Since I, I live here in, in North Carolina, Charlotte, so I work for you now. And we met last year and I started in, in your gym as a, as a personal trainer um, uh, or as a as personal training director. And after a few months, we, we got friends and uh, you say, hey, do you, are you interested in, in a leading position? Could you help me? Could you, could you, could you take care of the gym? And uh, now I'm general manager here in your gyms. And it's a complete different scenario. It's it's way more structured. It's not. Uh, it's it's way different in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very similar to Europe. And you know, I'm I'm German. I'm very educated and very structured. This is I think this is one of our strengths that we are focused and we 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 work quick, efficient. And I can I can I can realize that here. And uh, I do like my job. It's a great challenge after COVID hit, and um, every gym probably lost a fortune a couple of gyms they didn't make it and this was a great challenge for me to to work for you and i think we're on a great path now uh, right. to bring it back to normal yeah yeah i 100 agree covid uh, has hit the industry extremely hard and we're, we were no different just like everyone else out there but what matters most is having a system or systems in place that work right so when you came on board and you brought a different point of view to what we were doing here and your experience that helped us keep that ship afloat, so to speak. But those roles, obviously, since you started from trainer, training director to general manager, all those roles are different. Tell the listeners, if you can, like, what is your day to day like? And I'm sure it changes a lot, but give them a sense of what your day your day-to-day -day role and responsibilities, how they start, end, and kind of maybe change throughout the week? So basically, um, I, I prefer to start my day very early. So I'm, I'm here in the gyms at 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I try to do two or three long days. That means up to 6 or 7 o'clock. The fitness industry in the United States is a little bit different than in Germany. So it's a lot of things happen here in the morning. Um, so that's my, my, my focus. 
And um, I do like to, to have um, still three, four, five clients um, early in the morning to start my day. Um, so I still, I think I still have three, three or four clients, uh, which I'm training as a personal coach. Um, that, that changes my day. I don't, I don't really want to sit all day long in front of the computer and do, do numbers and, and, and make phone calls and, and make sales. It mixes up my day a little bit. So that's basically my start early in the morning, eight to nine, eight to 10, uh, training with my clients, getting ready. And then, um, at around 10 o'clock, I start to check emails from the club. Um, try to respond that this is my this is what I think is um, and this is a problem in the United States that there are so many emails so many text messages and nothing gets responded and I think that's the reason why Germans or maybe I'm super successful because I'm really very focused and uh, I try to answer emails in a day or at least in less than 24 hours um, okay. and um, I think people appreciate that here um, these these really straight answers, right? Um, and um, that's that's maybe part of the success. Um, I try to be very natural. I am, of course, I'm I'm selling memberships on one part, um, and that's that's memberships and personal training um, agreements. And I'm I'm not really, in my understanding, I'm not really a great person, uh, a great salesperson, because um, um, I. I always was scared to live in America and half of your salary is, is, is sales. But I think I'm very good in sales. Um, at least my partner and you tell me that because yeah. I'm very natural. So I'm, 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 I'm very relaxed and um, I don't force people to sale, uh, to, to buy something. I, I describe it. Um, I, I try to keep it really natural. Um, I listen. I listen to their, their problems, mention right. it. And at the end, I, I say, hey, do you want to do, it's your, it's your call. Do you want to make that? I'm here for you. And I don't try to push or force something. And I think that works. And um, this is maybe an advice for all other trainers, salesperson. Be natural and don't be the car salesperson. So I, I, I would call my style as a, as a cold style. So it's, um, I, I mention it and um, the customer can make their decision. I'm not pushing them too hard. Right. So that's maybe, yeah, um, that's basically my, my, my day. Um, I take care of, of, um, of the gym, try to talk to a lot of people here, um, get into contact with some people, try to solve some problems, um, try to clean the gym. Even though I'm in a leading position, this is super important um, for the development of a gym. If the gym is not uh, in great shape, um, um, it, it's, if it's not right. clean, um, we cannot really be successful um yeah and then in the late afternoon i might have another one or two customers for personal training and that's basically my day and um i have uh, the opportunity that you uh, as my as my boss tell me okay we work monday to friday and uh, this is super important for my work-life balance so i'm off saturday sunday um i'm answering emails and i do like uh working in the 20th century because um it's now everything very easy you can do everything from right. home i can do everything with my computer uh, my computer my phone is my my tool it's super important mm -hmm. i wish i had that in germany in the old days um i mean we had internet of course everybody had internet but the technology wasn't really so um like nowadays that everything is online based so um, right. this is a great great opportunity to grow yeah 
So yeah, exactly. And and that's really what Anytime Fitness is about, what you touched on earlier about electronics and, and staying on top of those things, but also not forgetting to be yourself and be natural, be organic when someone is in the sales position. And people typically look for that genuineness and don't want that pushy sales approach that's going to put pressure on them. You know, it's our job and and your job from from what I see is making them feel at ease and uncomfortable and being natural with them and open and welcoming. And that's what our environment is like. So your day-to-day includes a lot and it it changes just from being in that role. I know it changes day to day, but the um, nuts and bolts, so to speak, are pretty consistent. The cleaning and the phone calls and the emails and the texts, but it's that personal touch, not losing sight of that and that welcoming feel that they come to Anytime Fitness for um, that small environment feel and that welcoming feel. Speaking of that and tying that to into in your larger club experience from Germany, like how does Anytime Fitness, now that you've worked for it for about a year or so, in comparison, feel and look in comparison to a larger facility from, you know, maybe even Europe or Germany when you're there, like what, what does that comparison look like? I think it's, um, anytime fitness, um, they started in 2003, 2004 with their first gyms. I think anytime fitness was a starter for a lot of gym owners to copy their style. I work um, after I sold my gyms um, for around eight or nine months before I moved to America or to Hawaii as their CEO for a big German chain, they, they had 25 gyms around Germany and they basically they copied that from, from the United States, that system. Mm. So that speaks for, for, the, for the founders of Anytime Fitness. So they said, okay, we have these clubs, we have, we have structure, we have a club manager, we have a CEO who is in charge for that. We have a regional manager. Everything is online based. Um, you, you are connected to all your clubs. Um, so this basically was the base. And those guys in Germany, they did a good job. They they listened to to that what happens in America. Right. And again, um, America sometimes is leader, and sometimes the European copy it. Um, and uh, this was really smart. And um, I could see really parallels in, in working for them and for you now. Um, sure, the, the German market is a little bit different, especially in sales, because Europeans and, uh, and especially Germans, they don't really, they think about, if they, they think about three or four times if they buy something, even a regular membership. Uh, here in America, it's, it's, I think sales is super easy. Because it's um, Americans are spenders, they they like to buy some stuff, um, so that's a great great um, um, right. difference between Germany and America. So um, it's it's way more complicated um, to sell in Europe than here in the United States. Yeah, now Anytime Fitness is their footprint over in Europe, so it'd be interesting yeah. to see how the market expands over into Germany and. And how that is welcomed in in that environment. So I guess we could stay tuned on that, and you can be the expert and bring that back that knowledge in your next visit to Germany, and, and let everybody know that hey, this is what's going on with Anytime Fitness over in Germany. And uh, it'd be interesting to hear how that's formulated over there right now. So yeah. you talk about your 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 background with training and coaching. The listeners right now, if you had to, if they had to ask you. Uh, Marco, what, you know, in your opinion, what would be an effective and useful training style for anyone just starting out in fitness or even maybe someone looking to change up 
you know, their current routine? What would you tell them? So first of all, I think um, uh, personal training or fitness is super individual. So I, I always try to keep it individual. I talk to my customers um, what they want to accomplish, what they want to change, what are their issues. But overall, in general, um, my style, and that is what I try to teach my stuff here in, in our gyms, is make it unique, um, use your own body do athletic training do own body weight training um try to mix it up a little bit with machines but a lot of american personal trainers they are focused on machine training machine-based training they use the gym machines in my understanding it's always better to be a successful coach to use your own body that the customer sees um that there is a value in that mm -hmm. i i always think if you just use the weight machines for for the training um the people after one or two weeks one or two months they see oh i can do it by myself and they never renew the program and if you are unique and you use your own body weight um, um i think that's a better way mm -hmm. um to to create a relationship to the customers so i always because of my background as a basketball player we always used our own body weight we we did explosive workouts um, I do like that. I work in the industry my whole life. So since I'm 20, so now let me do the math, 31 years. And um, I really barely used um, weight machines or treadmills or cardio for myself uh, to stay in shape. So mm -hmm. basically, I'm, I'm very healthy and I'm still in, in I think, in great shape uh, as a 51-year-old. So I think my method, uh, using my own body weight, um, speaking of planks and uh, all other kinds, um, is, is very successful. And a couple of people, people say, hey, you cannot build your muscles. And that's not the truth. If you, if you hit the right, the right exercises, um, bring right. it in the right order, you can, you can work, of course, uh, uh, to grow your muscles. So everything is possible. And um, I think that's what my, my customers, and I listen to them. That's what, and I believe really in what I'm telling them. And I think I'm authentic and that's what, what makes me maybe successful or maybe a little bit more successful than someone else. So right. that's maybe the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very important to make sure you're changing up your routines and you're not just sitting in a machine and, and really change, you know, when you're training, it sounds like your belief is making sure you're training the full body. So your whole kinetic chain from your ankle all the way up to your neck. And working on those movements and training those different movements throughout the week and changing your routine because our lifestyles aren't just picking up and pushing and pulling things right so we're reaching turning twisting bending so it's important to work your entire body um and not just um you know pushing weights all, all around so to speak so and you see from your training experience what like what would be one piece of advice you would tell anyone who's dealing with, you know, you know, their struggles in fitness right now, or, you know, how that ties in maybe in some adversity in their life that they're dealing with, how, you know, how can fitness play the, a part in, in really helping somebody who may be struggling, you know, personally on a personal level, like what, what would you, what would you advise or say to them on that? I mean, uh, I believe uh, uh, that fitness is related to your personal, uh, um, to your men's health. So it, it um, that's super important. I think a lot of people, they are stressed out. The work uh, life is getting quicker and quicker and a lot of people get burned out. This is a big thing in, in Europe that people are really 
they are stressed and uh, i think fitness any kind of fitness so it could be cardio it could be it could be weightlifting it could be athletic training helps you to get uh, rid of all the stress um, a couple of people they have financial stress family stress all these things have influence to your body and right. i think for any kind of fitness and movement and it could be it could be 30 minutes or it could be 10 minutes every day and to be honest i changed my my mind a little bit in the in the 90s we worked out two two hours a day and we did long long exercise and long practices and meanwhile maybe maybe i'm influenced since i'm living in the united states i believe that you can do 30 minutes compact workouts really intense and you can you can you can change a lot and mm -hmm. it could be just 10 minutes or 15 minutes and everybody could invest 15 minutes in in his own health and could change something Right. Um, so that's what what I learned, and I think changing and learning is is a process. So I'm I'm really good educated, but uh, um, it's always switching, changing, and um, that make I think that makes a difference too. That you adjust and you are able to adjust. Right. Yeah, it's so important that fitness. Uh, you have that work life balance with you know from from a professional level, but on a personal level as well. So fitness plays a large. I'm I'm a big believer as well. Your fitness and nutrition have a nice tie-in to your hereditary genes and your outlook on day-to-day, -day, just how different foods can affect your mood and stress levels. So getting some kind of movement in on a day-to-day -day basis is better than zero movement. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, I do like, I have my own style. So I do, I do work out with my clients. So this is maybe another advice for some people. Um, so if a client hires me, uh, I sweat with them. And I'm not doing the workout in my speed with my weight. I do it for the customer, maybe a little bit more intense than he would do that. But um, this is what I, I really could give every young coach as an advice. Don't just monitor them and don't just uh, look at your watch and, and look at your phone. Just motivate them and work out together with him in the speed uh, of your customer and um this helps this helps them so much and uh this gives me the energy to be a personal coach since 30 years it's it's never boring uh right. so i always switch up my programs and um uh you have to be unique sometimes uh i have two or three customers and i said hey could we do that training from last week again and i said wow i i'm not able to copy that because it's out of my head um because i always create uh, a new program for every session um, and this, this makes my life easier. Um, and that's right. the reason why I'm still enjoying my training with my clients after 30 years and 30 years. And really I, I, I did my first client with 22 or 23. Uh, um, so it mixes up a little bit and the people like it. Right. And that method too, of changing your routine up, even on a day-to-day -day basis, it keeps your body not being used to those movements. Right. So that you you are seeing the, the results and the and the gains whether it be in weight loss or muscle gain or if your body senses you are doing a particular weight or a particular exercise on a regular basis and you aren't changing up the effort or the intensity the results aren't going to show at all or you know maybe not as quickly as they would like right so that's good advice i would say for sure and then like from a business perspective from just switching gears to like what what would you say to if uh, you know somebody from another company or business came in 
and was looking for help for their organization, how what would you tell them how we could, as a brand, Anytime Fitness, and our particular locations, whether it be in Indian Land, Waxhaw, Wesley Chapel, like how could we help them you know, with their, with their employees to improve that business work-life balance for, for their employees if they were to come join our facilities? I mean, um, uh, we live in a country um, um, where team players are really well welcome. And I think I would always recommend, hey, let's do, let's do something out of, the, out of the office. Let's get all together. There are two options. I would, I would, I would offer them um, maybe to do a workout in their offices or doing it in our facility, a kind of group workout uh, that builds up the team team spirit of the workers. It could be it could be a twenty minute, a thirty minute workout. It depends on what kind of structure they have. Do they have older people? They have if they have computer jobs, they 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 never move. They they have back pains. Um, so that would be great. I think group fitness, uh, individual group fitness. So I'm talking about small group fitness. So maybe eight mm-hmm. to nine people, um, not about uh, 30 or 40 people um, in, a, in a nice room, own body weight training. You can do that in, in the offices too. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people already did this, but this is my vision that, my, that we, we get on the street, get to the big companies and say, hey, what about lunch break? Um, and you get a personal coach, um, he's joining us and, uh, we do, we do 20 minutes, uh, of, of exercise and workout. And if you have a smart coach who never uses any kind of machines, you can do a very effective workout. And right. I think, um, that builds team spirit and that helps the employees. And then the employees say, Hey, my, my employer takes care of myself. Uh, he invests money in me. Um, so that's maybe the future and the, the big companies should, should uh, think about that, that they cover the cost for that. And not like in the past that everybody is as an individual individual is in charge for their fitness level. Yeah. So right. I would agree. I would appreciate if the big companies uh, or the little companies say, Hey, we, we, we throw in a couple of dollars and we, 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 we cover the cost. We have a professional here. And I think we, with any time fitness, especially with our gyms, uh, we are really educated. We have great stuff and we can cover that. So that's a great, great, great thing. Yeah. And it also from a, being a small business owner and working in corporate America as well is it allows cost reductions to happen for that large company, right? So like it makes sense if a company spending lots of money year in, year out on medical costs for their employees, when a lot of stuff, and I'm not saying everything, and you probably agree, a lot of stuff can be prevented from happening if there's an education that's brought to their employees, right? From a fitness perspective, wellness perspective, even starting at the most minimal level of putting somebody who's not comfortable in a large big box kind of facility, bringing them into our environment where it is that small welcome feel where they're not, you know, they're not pressured. They don't feel like a spotlight is on them. So yeah, so I agree. I, I feel like that's where we can, we can help those larger companies if uh, some of them do. And I know some of them do provide it, but it'd be nice to, you know, lead a little crusade and, and help them recognize that how important fitness and wellness is. And I think with, um, especially with the pandemic and COVID that a lot of companies now are are realizing that 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 it is important. So, and then just based on like kind of what you've accomplished, like in your career, you know, so far and where you're at to this point, like 
if there's somebody out there who's listening or who's a current member of our facilities, whether it be young or old, who are, you know, really, you know, stale and where they are, or just kind of confused of where to go and maybe want a career in fitness, what would you advise them? Like, what step would you advise them to take? I mean, a lot of pe people, um, and this is what I learned in my career, that you're in charge for yourself. And if you are not happy with your life, um, then change something. So everything is possible. Just believe in yourself. And the fitness market, sure, the fitness market is um, is overwhelmed with people. We have we have high end gyms. We have we have cheap gyms. But I think um, there's always a market for a personal trainer. You just have to to work on your basic education, get your qualifications, get your experience. And then you need to be a little bit patient and then um, um, then you're successful. Target your group um, uh, and um, especially our franchise, like Anytime Fitness. I mean, um, the, it's a franchise and it allows people um, who are not from that industry like me. I was I was grown up in the industry. I studied sports and, uh, and then uh, I worked in the gyms and then I did the financial part. So basically, I'm, I'm grown up in this industry. But I think um, the Anytime Fitness franchise um, allows people from mm -hmm. other businesses to be to be uh, self-employed too. So you can you can you can have an own gym uh, because um, they take care from you from A to Z. So it's it's really well well organized. Right. Um, so that makes it very easy to to own a gym in these days. So if someone has a dream, um, I think it's possible, and um, especially with that kind of, of of concept that is behind anytime fitness um, makes it really really good a lot of people especially in Europe they they smile and said no franchise is not the right thing right. but I think it's it's a modern way and it's really the risk is low uh, and the franchise supports you and helps you it's not that the franchise takes away your your revenue um, and that's maybe what Europeans thought about these first franchises coming up. And uh, I mean, the best examples are Starbucks, um, McDonald's, and uh, all these big things. Um, I think it's, it's a great opportunity for someone who doesn't have that, that background, um, or maybe he's not that rich to be self-employed mm. and to be uh, owner of something like that. It's, it's a great opportunity. Right. And then if you have, uh, if you're ready, I just want to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions with everything that you've kind of talked about and your background and where you're at now, would you, would you ever have considered, or maybe you have considered in the past putting your knowledge to pen to paper and write a book? Yes. I, it's funny. I, I was thinking about that. Yeah, sure. If you did, what would you, what, what would your title be or what would you call it? Um, the title I have, I think I would have two titles in mind and don't get me, get me, get me uh, wrong. One title would be living in the crazy country. Uh, so basically um, a German, uh, very structured, comes to the wild United States. There would be one, one book about my experience. And then another one would be um, something with fitness. So uh, I think I would say everything is possible um just do it something like that i mean just do it is not the right slogan uh, that's copied from nike right. but that would be something like that yeah well i happen to know a, a good publishing company so if if you if you're really serious and you and you want to do it i'll connect you with uh 
with them who helped the company who helped me write my book. They're fantastic. Scripter Publishing. So um, to give them a little shout out, uh, Kelly Watson and Greg Justice. So I'll definitely, if you're interested, I'll connect you with them. And then what's next for Marco? Like, what do you see, you know, like if someone were to ask you, like, what's next on your, on your radar? Like, what do you, what do you see yourself hopefully doing? Yeah. I hate to say that cliche, you know, five-year mark, but where does, where does Marco go next or what does Marco want to accomplish? Uh, to be honest, I have a strict plan and uh, I work for that. So uh, I moved to Hawaii last, uh, from Hawaii to Charlotte last year. And uh, my plan is I'm 51 now. So I had a 10-year plan. I want to be back in Hawaii in 10 years and really finally retired. Um, I would like to have a comfortable life there. That means that I need to have that financial stability to live there. Um, this is my master plan. Um, and, um, I work on that and, um, and I try to, my, my, my short-term goal is to, to create a, a great, great, um, revenue for your companies here. And I would like to be under the top 10, let's say top 10 clubs in the United States. Um, this is, this is a, a goal, what I would like to accomplish. Um, and of course I would like to grow, um, your company or your companies. And um, whatever, maybe we can we can open a couple of more here in the United States. And uh, I know you like Europe. Um, um, maybe we can we can open something in Europe, and maybe we can help with uh, you with your knowledge in, in the United States with your background and my 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 maybe knowledge about the European market to 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 help other people to be self-employed. And that's that's maybe another vision to say, hey, uh, this is what we want and. Uh, this is uh, the Anytime Fitness franchise. Uh, we help you. Um, so that's that's another part. Um, but everything needs to work together with my work-life balance. And that's super important for me. So I, I need to have my downtime. I try to work quick and hard and efficient. Um, but I, I don't want to waste my time like in Europe, working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Um, right. So you get burned out. So that's super important. So I have I have my pass. Um, I am, um, that's basically a 10 year plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe in that. Um, and I'm pretty sure, um, the last year was the initial start for that. We are on a great path. It's getting more and more into that direction. Um, and if it doesn't work in 10 years, at least I tried it and I had my vision, um, and my vision board is in my garage. I kept, mm. I, I, I shipped my Jeep uh, from, from Hawaii to, to North Carolina. I kept my Hawaiian plates. Um, I had to remove it now. Uh, and I know that I, I bring them back to my Jeep in 10 years. And that's my vision board. That's mm. my advice to everyone. Visualize that. Some people write it down. Some people make a picture. My vision board is my license plate. Uh, and uh, that's still in my garage, and um, it stays there until I'm back. Yeah, that's 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 great advice. Creating a vision board for the important things in your life of now and in the future, or things that just make you happy, right? Or or having a feeling of accomplishment. So I have one a vision board as well, and I've for the first time in a long time, um, I journal and part write down, you know, you know, my daily goals, monthly goals, kind of just my action plans, and that's helped me tremendously. So I think yeah, it's definitely important to have those things for sure. 
And then seeing that you're on a podcast called Why Not Me, you're on the Why Not Me podcast. What does that mean to Marco? And what and what advice would you give to anyone asking them that self, that very question now, or maybe has asked that in the past? I mean, it's funny. We were grown up in two different worlds. We are the same age and now we met together and we do business together. But as I read your book, I, I saw really myself in, in, in myself too. We have the same, same career start. So you're grown up from a, from a let's say, regular worker family. Um, um, you're not coming from money. So do I. Um, we made it happen. Uh, we are successful. Um, we created own companies um, and we are still on a good path. And in my personal career is I had to start three times from scratch. Um, I had to start in, a, in Hawaii, complete new, in a, in a complete new country. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we always speak English and we, we learn American culture. So it's maybe the European to America way is a little bit easier than the American to the European way. But still, it's a different culture. It's a different, uh, different setup. So I started from scratch. I was successful. I said, no, I'm not happy. I started again um, and made it there. And then I started again from Hawaii to, uh, to start in Charlotte. And here I am, I start again and I'm, I'm, I'm on a good way. So it's, um, it, everything is possible. So why not me? Uh, it means um, it's just, um, just do it. Um, if, you, if you are really um, not happy with your life, if you want to change something, if you want to accomplish something, just work on that. And um, I think we have the same career paths even though we are educated whatever um, hundreds of kilometers and miles away right. it's, it's very similar yeah and, and the whole idea behind the why not me book is is something during the pandemic that, that made me realize that you, know, you always have those moments of self-doubt that you're wondering if this is the right career path for you and i had to start over several times in my career as well and you know you're your passion, you know, could change from year to year in some cases. What are you passionate about helps identify that purpose, right? But your passion could be one day you're passionate about, you know, basketball or, or you're passionate about fitness, but you're, you know, that's going to ultimately drive what your purpose is. So it's important to realize those things and to identify those things. And it's never too late to get, to give up on those things. Right. So at 51 years old, myself is, you know, I, I like you, we have, we have career paths that we want to follow and we have goals we want to meet, but you have to, you have to have that drive and be able to identify those things. And it starts with discovering you know, people ask, what's, how do I discover my purpose? How do I discover my, you know? So I think you identify what you're passionate about and, and that'll ultimately lead you to what your purpose is, you know, in my opinion. And then the drive to do those things and to accomplish those things that you have throughout your life those are learned behaviors, I feel like. So like I had that role model. It sounds like you had that role model with your family, a hardworking family and, and and parents and stuff like that who set those examples. So so for me that that you know to, this book hopefully will resonate with somebody and 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 this podcast as we bring people on like yourself who who have accomplished those things that you know it is it's never too late to to achieve your goals. So I appreciate that. Lastly, like, what would you, if someone's trying to find Marco, like, how can they find Marco? Like, are you on Instagram, social media, Facebook, you know, Snapchat? Well, what, what's Marco on? If they want to follow you and your, and your journey, like, how can they follow you? 
So the first of all, the easiest way is to follow us, uh, follow me in our gyms. So just just uh, be a member and uh, get into one of our gyms, and then you find me uh, all day long. Um, I I have a, a Facebook account, um, sure, and I have an Instagram account. Um, I do like more um, Facebook because maybe I'm that kind of generation uh, who is on Facebook, but I try to be um, up to date with Instagram too. So you can follow me. Um, you will see a lot of things from Hawaii. Um, um, and um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's still, I'm still dreaming about that. Um, and uh, I think that's what you need. You need, you need goals. You need to have dreams. Um, I think without dreams, um, we are lost in this world. And that keeps me alive and gives me the energy for, for my work. So that's what, uh, yeah, just follow me uh, on Instagram or on my Facebook page. And your Instagram handle is just your name, Marco Hartman, or how? What's? Yeah, that's that's my name. Yeah, I had to change my name, so my real name is. Um, you don't have that letter, so it's it's uh, the American way is O E. Um, so that's basically where you find me. Uh, but in Germany, I have the O with the two dots on it. Um, so it's it's a complicated name, right. especially Americans. They cannot spell it. So, um, but you know, we live in a country. Everybody names yourself by the first name, so it makes things easier. Yeah. Right. So we'll put all that in the in the show notes. So if anyone's interested in following Marco's, you know, personal journey, professional journey, we'll put that in the show notes as well as um, our company's Instagram and Facebook handles too to to follow Marco along and how he helps lead and navigate us hopefully to the top of the mountain, right, Marco? Thanks for appreciate your time and for coming on today. And hopefully we'll hear we'll have you back and and see uh, see some new experiences and some new advice for our listeners. So thanks again for for coming on. Okay. Thank you, David. Okay. Bye. Take care. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. Marco has shared a very interesting viewpoint on fitness and our industry in general. Marco's story is quite interesting and his viewpoint is very straightforward and very welcoming. Marco also shares his thoughts on where the fitness industry is now and where he believes it's heading. If you enjoyed this episode and liked the podcast, please give us a review, a like, and share this podcast with a friend. Thank you for joining us. And as always, remember, when you are doubting yourself, ask yourself, why are not me? Why not now? Have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next time.